Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are direct link to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. It's Sierra, new ambassador for WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at WW.com. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father. We're your hosts, Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner. Let's get into it. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax, so baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs and maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Oh, hello, adulters. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. We have a really exciting episode ahead of us. Yeah, we're going to be talking about money. Money. If it's not on your Christmas list, it should be um, going into the new year. I think all of us can use a little bit of um, financial fitness in our lives. So we're speaking with Shannon McClay, who is incredible when it comes to getting your money straightened out. Yeah. I mean, she, she comes from um, a financial background as a wealth advisor. Right? She started this new company, um, the Financial Gym. Mm-hmm. where they work with clients all over the country, but they're setting up multiple offices now. And basically, they work with you to um, not only figure out, you know... Your goals, your financial goals, maximize the money that you have in yeah. your pocket now and really just become... Finan- I love her term, financially fit. I know that I keep saying it, but it's like there's so many people out there, and I'm sure I'm, I'm one of them, definitely one of them, that goes into the new year with all these like goals to get my body fit, and I make it such a priority, and I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to – we were just talking about this in, in the car. You were saying how you want to go to the gym, and that's like your non-negotiable, <laughs> and I was like, totally get it. How about we have a newborn? Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> but right. I want to go to the gym too. Aside from that, like we seem to neglect the fact that like we can become so much smarter with how we spend our money. And but it's not only spending; it's it's making, spending, investing, mm-hmm. right? And these are the things that are so Saving. uncomfortable to talk about. So, you yeah, know, I say sometimes, but really. A lot of the time, it's really uncomfortable for most people. Yeah. And it's something you're almost, you just don't even touch because you're so scared to even go there. I know. But the reality is, is money is important whether we like it or not. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's the value that you exchange for anything. It helps yeah. you do everything in life. When we first met, I feel like we, well, okay. First of all, we came from pretty like modest upbringings, um, had what we needed, but like not over, you know, like we weren't like wealthy 
great, right? Wouldn't you say? No. I feel bad saying that because <laughs> I, I know that like that. if our families are listening, like there's no knock on them. Like they were raising a family and working as hard as they could to, to support us. So it's not like a knock at all. But like I'm just saying like we didn't come from a ton and we're learning on our own how to create our own wealth and manage it properly. And I think we both have two different outlooks. Which is interesting. What's yeah, yours? It, it makes it challenging sometimes. I I came from caught middle America, right? Yeah. Pretty modest background. Uh, and my parents split. And there was a certain point where the conversation turned to, well, A, we never really had the conversation about money, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't, I didn't learn about money from my upbringing, which is probably common with most people. But when, when money was brought up, the story turned to there was just never enough. Mm-hmm. Right, which is sort of shaped the way that I think about money now. Because yes, I want to make as much as possible, but I think my focus it, it hasn't hasn't been on that. It's been more so on like preserving what I do have. Mm-hmm. All right, so I look at spending, cutting costs, how I can invest wisely without you know the risk of losing anything, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I've I've been working on shifting that mindset to going out and getting more, so that I can do more not only for myself and for us, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- look, people have all sorts of of um, ways that they think about money, mm-hmm. uh, and most of the time, that's shaped on you know, or shaped from their upbringing mm-hmm. or things that have happened to them. But regardless of the position that you're in now or the way that you think about money, you can definitely recondition yourself to look at it in a way that that reduces the stress that you have around money. And that's yeah. what Shannon's focus is all about. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I love this idea. I love this principle. Um, for me, I kind of have a different school of thought when it comes to money. I think I'm constantly just trying to think of ways to make more as opposed to how can I be smarter about the money that I do have. And I, and that has shifted. I think, I don't know what happened in the last like handful of years. I, I think part of it was that I didn't know how secure, I, I think it dawned on me how insecure the acting industry is. Sure. Non-secure, not secure with Okay. Anyways. Oh, move on. <laughs> no, I meant like, you know, I, I grew up making a, a fair living as an actor. And then when there were these lulls, I had to learn very quickly that like that's going to happen often and I don't have control over it. So how can I sort of like level that out with yeah. my own money that I've made so far and how do I be smarter with it? So then I started investing. And so I think it's changed a little bit and I have been better about saving. But I, I definitely, I definitely need some help. Yeah. Well, that's what Shannon's here for. So, you know, with her and her company, the Financial Gym, you're just going to be able to take a look at your financial position mm-hmm. that you're in currently uh, and figure out ways to work you into a better spot so that money doesn't become a stress in your life. Totally. And she has this great book called Train Your Way to Financial Fitness. And at the end of this episode, if you hang in there the whole time, we have something really exciting for you guys. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back with Shannon. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Okay, so we all know mental health is a big part of self-care, okay? Changing mental health habits is easier said than done, right? Yeah, but luckily, Talkspace Online Therapy gives you a convenient and affordable way to improve your mental health. Yeah, and Talkspace pairs you with one of 5,000 licensed 
therapist based on your needs and preferences. Connect with your therapist via text, audio, picture, or video messages the same day that you match. Your therapist will message you daily, five days a week. No office trips or appointments to schedule. That sounds lovely and very private, which I actually really like. And Talkspace is extremely affordable. It gives you a month of anytime access for the price of one in-person therapy session. Think about that. You go for one session, you're getting a whole month with Talkspace. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, (laughs) if we're being really honest, I think we need more than just that one session, right? It's kind (laughs) of nice to know that you have a whole month of it. Um, And these people are experts. They're they're specialists. And you can go for anything from depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationships, food and eating. I mean, anything that's that's bugging you or you just feel like you want to get off your chest, you could log on and check out Talkspace. We all need help navigating life's ups and downs. Talkspace offers the support you need at an affordable price. Our listeners can get 100 off their first month by using adulting at Talkspace.com. Yep. Just match with a therapist for a fraction of the price of a traditional therapy at Talkspace.com. Or you can download the app. Just make sure to use the code adulting to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com. Use promo code adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. All right, so I guess we just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. So this is um, our show is adulting like a mother father, right? Mm-hmm. A big part of adulting is uh, a making money and then b managing your own money, mm-hmm. right? Which can be really difficult for yeah. people and uh, new. You know, we're yeah. all trying to figure out how that really fits into our lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, people say all the time, "I know I should know this," you know, about their money. They come in, they're like, "I know I should know this," and I, my response is always, "Why? Mm-hmm. Why should you know it? You didn't probably learn about it at home because money's the ultimate taboo topic. We're not really talking about it anywhere. So you didn't learn it at home. Mm-hmm. You didn't learn it at school. You didn't learn it on the job. So why should you know it? You That's shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But you can know it, mm-hmm. and it is a language, and it's just like regular working out and getting physically fit it's going to take some work it's going to take some exercising but you can do it yep i love that i love that it takes some exercising because like you said you know a lot of people prioritize going to the gym and getting fit but kind of neglect the financial aspect and and treat that as like like you said taboo it's not something that they like pay much attention to and you talk about that a lot right in your latest book yeah yeah there's so much emotion around money so it feels so the interesting thing is you go to the gym and you go to work out it feels good afterward right Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to go when after you go you're like oh that felt good but when people start tackling their money it doesn't really feel good there is um i've talked to therapists and and most people think that there's a hundred percent of people have financial anxiety mm. right so financially yeah 100 percent of people it just to what degree are you experiencing mm-hmm. it so everybody's having this so you really don't even want to look at your money because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good <laughs> yeah. interesting when you yeah. look at it so yeah. we're just avoiding it but meanwhile it's doing things to us sure <laughs> and it's it's coming in and out and having an effect yeah. do you find that like people who grew up maybe their family dynamic plays a role in that because i feel like growing up personally, money was like a scary thing. Like it brought on so many issues or there wasn't enough of it or we had to cut coupons. You know what I mean? Like it's all kind of interesting. And you're you're taking that all in. Yeah. I always say our most financially fit clients, the ones who, you know, are kind of, you know, mostly have it together. They were talking about money at home in a healthy way. You know, they're like, my dad always told me to save or my mom always told me the value of a dollar. Like they were having positive money, even with, even if they weren't listening to their parents, 
parents back then, they were having positive money conversations. But that's not the majority of Americans. No. The majority of the stories we hear are, I remember my mom crying at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents fighting at Disney World saying we couldn't even afford it. Like, why were we there? We didn't ask to go, go mm-hmm. to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you're in stress there because you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, 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 the common story is not about you're not talking about positive things around money and, and how to use it properly. It's it's always, we didn't have enough. We didn't yeah. have enough. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or we the can't problem. get that. You can't go there. We can't, can't afford do this. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. It doesn't feel good. Yes. <laughs> so now for us, I'm, I'm keeping that in mind because we just had a baby and it's no. like important to instill those like values and empower a child to know that like, it's not all about lack. Like my, I think my way of thinking is like, I want to constantly be thinking about the surplus and like, how can I live Abundance. in a prosperous way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not always think like, well, I need to cut back or we can't do this or just try to be comfortable and reasonable. And I think that's something I want to implement. And yeah. And I definitely want to touch on that. So we've been in a relationship for eight years, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be really challenging um, in a financial aspect because you both have very different views on money Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. to do with money. Um, So I definitely want to dive into some of the challenges around partners Mm -hmm. and the way that they each handle money and how they could do it together. Yeah. Um, But before that, can you just talk to us a little bit about your journey and where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I I always tell people I'm I'm sitting here as a founder of a business and I never wanted to start a business. Mm -hmm. I I, I graduated college in 2000 and I tell people I just wanted to make money. I was a business major. I got a job in investment banking on Mm -hmm. a trading floor at 22. I was like, yes, I'm making money. For years, I was like, I'm not trying to change the world. I'm just making money. And mm-hmm. I did that. I was really good at making money. And then I hit 30 and um, all my friends were freaking out about turning 30 because they weren't married. They didn't have a kid. They didn't have the job, like all the check boxes you had to check. And I remember telling my then husband, now ex-husband, so spoiler <laughs> alert on how that turned out. Um, I was like, 30 is going to be so easy for me because we're married, you know, mm-hmm. got married, we got the kid, got the great house, got the great job. Like I've done all the things. Yeah. So Yay, me. Had a great 30th birthday party, way too expensive. And then hit 30 and a half and had a complete meltdown. I was like, oh no. I don't want the husband. I don't want the kid. I don't want the job. Like, I signed up for somebody else's life. I was like, where am I? Who am I? I don't want any of this. And I ended up getting unofficially life coached. And in the process of getting life coached, I read this book about happiness written by a Buddhist monk. And it was like 400 pages of woo woo. But like, (laughs) at the end of it, um, he said, to have long term happiness, You need to help other people without expecting anything in return. So, you know, even if you open the door, not expect someone to say thank you, you know, mm-hmm. just like sure. do the deferred to help people. And that was my first aha of like, I think that's what I need in my life. And I started adjusting my life toward that. And I was working at a hedge fund at the time. And then I went back to work for Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. And then um, I thought I can help people. There's so much unhappiness. This is around 2009. So per- post the the, you know, depression, recession, whatever. I, and I was like, there's a lot of unhappy people there. So that's where it's leading me. And then I was working with Merrill Lynch financial advisors in my job. And um, I thought, you know, I need a financial advisor because I, you know, now we're 30 plus, we're about to buy a house, have the kid, yeah. trying to plan the life. And and looking at the advisors, I was like, they all look the same. Mm-hmm. They're all <laughs> old white guys. Yeah. And <laughs> it just felt really unfair that if somebody mm-hmm. wanted to find something different, you couldn't. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? If you can't beat him, join him. So I became a Maryland financial advisor. And 
to work with me, you had to have 250,000 in assets. Mm-hmm. You did, literally didn't even count as a client unless you had 250,000 in assets. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with that because I'd been around money in my sure. career. Yeah. So I thought, no big deal. Like, I'll get it. And I was bringing in high net worth clients. And um, But I laugh now thinking about if I took the advice of my mentor, I say always say mentor in air quotes because mm-hmm. the, the guy wasn't offering me that much mentoring. <laughs> but um, my mentor at Merrill said, you know, make sure you pre-screen your calls. Make sure they have money before you even meet with them because right. they won't even count. So don't even take a call unless you know how much they have. Oh, wow. And I was like, I got plenty of time. I can have coffee with whoever I want to have coffee with. Yeah. So I, my first coffee with, I, I then called my pro bono clients. Um, she was like, I have 250000 of student loan debt. Mm. And I make $50,000 a year doing Yikes. discovery work as a lawyer, not the six-figure job my law school promised me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I, this is like, these are problems. I have mm-hmm. no idea. And the thing that hurt me the most or resonated with me the most is she's like, I feel unlovable Aww. with all this debt. Like, who would want to marry me with all oh this my debt? Goodness. And I did think, who would want to marry me? I didn't say that, but I was like, you're right. That's a lot <laughs> of debt. <laughs> so, um, but I wanted to help her. I knew I can help her at Merrill. So I, I started doing these plans on the side. And it was like this dirty little secret that I was helping people with no money, and I became the worst financial advisor ever because I love my pro bono clients mm-hmm. more than my <laughs> wealthy. my wealthy clients. <laughs> and I did that for a while, and then had my true. I'll call it the Oprah Aha Week, and it started on a Tuesday night. I had a quarterly review with a couple that had over a million dollars with me, and their portfolio was down three percent. And they were just kind of complaining about where their money oh, was. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god, like, it was like the end of the world. They were like, "How are the kids going to go to college? Like, what what are we going <laughs> to oh do?" And I, I spent an hour of my life making them feel better about being a little less rich. Mm-hmm. Oh my you know? god! And it was so soul sucking. And I was like, I guess this is my job as an advisor to like talk people off a ledge. That's not that high. And then two days later, I did a financial plan for a woman, just like we do at the gym now. Like, here's how much you need to save. Here's how you handle the credit cards. Here's what you do with the student loans. All like just bulleted out. And at the end of the meeting, she stopped. She looked me in the eye and she said, you know, you're saving my life. Right. Wow. And I was like, oh, that was like the aha. I was mm. like, I need to create a business for people like this. Um, first of all, I got my soul back. So that felt yes. good. Um, I was like, I have to create a business for people like this because every financial services company wants to help people with money. That's like having a real gym with nothing but fit people in right. it. Of course. Right. They all want to, they're falling over themselves for that. I said, nobody wants to help the people trying to figure it out because all the financial services companies, the only way they really make money is selling you a product. It should be the financial products industry, right? They're selling you life insurance, a bank account, a mortgage, mm-hmm. but people want a service. And so at, at the same time, I was on a weight loss journey and I'd lost over 50 pounds. And Congrats. Talk about, so my kid, I had you know, baby weight. I was calling it forever and I it was over 200 pounds and I was complaining about it. And somebody's like, well, yeah, it's baby weight. And I was like, but my baby can read. So <laughs> I don't know if I can really blame it on him anymore. So I was on this weight loss journey and I thought, you know, when I wanted to get physically healthy, I had so many places to go. When I was ready to do it, I had so many options. But if people want to get financially healthy, where do they go? Right. And I thought you would go to a financial gym. So that was six years ago. And um, I, I thought I saw it all very clearly. I was like, it's like H&R Block, but fun and cool. Yeah. Oh and gosh. advisors wear jeans and T-shirts instead yes. of suits. And and it's all these things. And so I left Merrill to start building it. The next two years, I call the dark years because I had no idea how to start a business. I had no money. I People were saying, you know, prove that the model works, prove that mm-hmm. like people paid off them with their money. Um, I went through everything I own personally. I got to the point where I took my last, I had a, 
I had an IRA with over two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars in it at that point. It was all gone, and I remember you cashed that out. Yeah, to wow. start the to, wow, to fuel. Yeah. yeah, the joke now Amazing. is when you're you in really the gym. You really believed in that. Then. Yeah, I mean, I had to support the family, and yeah. I didn't have a savings really, so it was had to come from somewhere. That, that had to hurt, right? Because you take a ten percent oh, yeah. penalty. Oh yeah, I lost half of it every time it came out. I had a ten percent penalty plus taxes. It was like, it was all gone really quick. Jeez. And uh, I remember telling my then husband, I was like crying. I was like, I have nothing. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally worth nothing. I had life insurance. I was glad. I was like literally worth more dead than alive at this point. And I said, I've got to go back and work for the bank. I have to go back and make money again. Mm-hmm. Like this has been great helping people, but mm-hmm. I have to. And he was like, no, I really think you're onto something. So keep pushing for it. Like we could take from my IRA. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He saw the effect and yeah. he's like, so he's like, let's just keep going. And so Literally a month later, I had coffee with a former boss of mine, and I was telling him what I was doing, and he was just let go from Merrill Lynch, and he said, I have this severance payout. What do you think I should do with it? And I was like, I think you should invest in a small financial services company (laughs) that's about to run out of money. And he gave me my first $100,000 check. Amazing. In an envelope that said, knock him dead. Oh, my gosh, my heart. That's so cool. Yeah. And then since then, I've since raised $7.3 million. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. What a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, so here we are. Now we've got, we're about to, the, in a ne- the next few months, we'll have four locations across the country. We work with over 3,000 clients in 49 oh states in the District of Columbia. Wow. So, silly question, but so for anyone listening, because I'm, I'm sold, sign me up, um, first of all. But also, is it something you can do from anywhere? Yes. Or do you have to be local virtually. to a gym? No, virtually. So that's why we, we work with four, and clients in 49 states. So they either oh, FaceTime or, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, FaceTime, Google. Hangout, cool. so um, they can either come into a gym or they can work with their trainer. Virtually. Oh my gosh! Yeah, same uh, results at ninety. And within the first year of working with us, ninety percent of our clients hit their financial goals. Wow! Yeah, it's okay. amazing. Yeah, we know how to do it. It's been a few years. <laughs> I've been building. I've been working yeah, on the, no, the secret sauce. It. It's it's we have we know how to get people fit. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm like so inspired right now. Yeah. I, I just love this because I think it's an area of, of your life that you should absolutely put focus on yeah. and put weight on. Most people don't. I think going back to the, the start of this conversation, a lot of people are just scared to take that deep dive to really oh, yeah. look at mm-hmm. what they're doing financially. Yeah. We call the first session you have with us the financially naked session. Ooh. And we call it that because we know that it is the equivalent of you literally stripping naked mm-hmm. in front of your trainer and they're fully clothed. And you are literally sharing. It is that uncomfortable mm-hmm. talking about money. And we know that. And so we we, we call it that because we know it's a very vulnerable situation, mm-hmm. and that's how our trainers get trained is to have a lot of compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And we always say we don't care how you – we don't care what you look like. Yeah. Um, we don't care how you got here. We just care about where you want to go, and that's what we focus on. Do you guys um, do taxes too? Because that's how yes, I feel every we year. We just hired. <laughs> wow. We just hired our CPA team. Just okay. started oh my gosh! Yeah, because I feel benefit. like I strip down every year, mm-hmm. and I'm terrified. And then it's over with, and I'm like, wow! It's like you just got to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, gosh, that's really helpful. Yeah, and a lot of people are tax illiterate. Yes. I mean, so I I've been working since a young age as a kid actor and all that, and I still to this day have to remind myself how to go through and do my P&Ls and like it's a process and mm-hmm. I, I dread it every yeah. time so that's really cool for listeners to, to hit you guys up for that yeah. yeah and we need to be better you, you talk about this in, in your book but 
it's one thing to sit down and do this, you know, this get naked or strip or whatever and look at it one time, but it's another thing to continuously come back to it. Yeah. When I was at Merrill, they would say, anybody can do a financial plan. Anybody can. And and, and truthfully, our plans are essentially templates. I mean, it's templates with your information and we have some, you know, unique things that are unique to us, but it is a template. Anyone can do a plan for you. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is enacting the plan and working the plan. And that's really where our secret sauce comes in and it's the accountability of the trainer. And it's the fact that we know your plan's going to adjust with time. Things are going to, you're going to have a, a child, you're going to change jobs, you're going to, you're going to have issues, things that are going to keep you off, you know, take you off track. And um, it's keeping you accountable to the plan. Wow. That's helpful. I think yeah. we need to work on that one a little bit. We've had a yeah. lot of change in our life and we would, we were talking about this on the way here. It's like, we both feel like we're financially fit-ish. Mm-hmm. Like we're on that cusp. We're, yeah, we're skinny to fit. Yeah, yeah. we're skinny to fit. <laughs> but there's room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and like you said, there's always these deviations where it's like, oh, I didn't see that change coming. You know, mm-hmm. he recently left his job and we recently had a child and now we're sort of like on this journey together to figure out how to save what we're making and right. really make it work for us. And on that line, I was actually thinking of this yesterday. We were talking. When would you recommend recommend um, like listeners to invest their money mm-hmm. like at what age do you feel comfortable suggesting someone like as soon as possible my yeah. son is 13 he has an investment account I love it he oh, and he picked he picked um, two years ago whenever the first of the next three Star Wars movies came out so it was more than three years ago he was like are there going to be more movies of this and I was like yeah he's like I think I should invest in Disney oh my god oh, that's um, very smart yeah and so I was like yeah let's do it and so now it's funny because he's like oh my gosh mom Disney plus is so good for me and, and this new Star Wars movie, I was like, yeah, I know. It's great to be an investor. So, oh, my yes. gosh. That's so funny. My first stock was Disney as mm-hmm. a kid. And yeah. second was Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And then when I got my hands on it and I was 16 years old, I really wanted a BMW. And I thought I was dreaming. So instead, I bought BMW stock. Yeah, I would <laughs> tell people, instead of, yeah, instead of buying the, the thing, yeah. buy the stock. Instead of buying Lululemon, buy yeah, the stock. We yeah. did that. We did that with Tesla. Yeah. And then when I was younger, I really wanted to shop at Whole Foods. Sorry, Mom. But I was like, all the cool kids shop at Whole Foods. That's where all the Whole Vegan paycheck. stuff is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so instead, I bought Whole, whole Foods stock. Uh huh. I know. Smart, yeah. Danielle. That's super oh, man. Smart. I yeah. didn't know what I was doing, but it was but just you a do, few. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's paid off in some regard, but it's it's fun more than anything. It feels like this like exciting risk where it's and and my whole thing is is like I only invest what I can leave and forget, mm-hmm. um, and then like obviously not hopefully need um, would be the goal. But we've learned a lot. He's taught me so much too. But there's yeah. always room for improvement. I, I love the quiz at the beginning of this book. I feel yeah. like that's really helpful for anyone. Yeah, I think if, you know even I always say even fit people. We we say we're kind of we're cult. Like at the gym, we feel like just like everyone should go to a regular gym or like be physically healthy. We feel like everyone should be in our gym because even our fit clients, there's always ways to optimize, you know, our fit clients' lifestyles yeah, too. So like taking their finances to the next level, like investing in real estate, investment properties, or, you know, it's like they're diversifying their investments, maybe looking at investing in startups and angel investing. Like there's so many different, making more money, starting a business. There's so many different ways to level up like at, at every financial health level. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about something that that is really exciting, at least for me and yeah. for the listeners. If it's not <laughs> exciting yet, it should be. And, and it's really a number of things, right? Things that are applicable in everyday life for people right now. It's one thing 
you know, to have money and then to think about investing it. But that's not the majority. The majority are, are still just trying to figure it out, trying to paycheck make more to money paycheck. and then mm-hmm, figure out mm-hmm. what to do with it along the way. So let's talk about a few things like from a high level. Um, the first and something that I'm really interested in, which is weird, is credit. Yeah. <laughs> what are your feelings around credit? Yeah, I love credit. Um, you mean using credit cards or like having a credit score? Yeah. So it's funny. People have a negative reaction to credit cards because maybe they have credit card debt and a lot of people do. There's trillions of dollars of credit card debt out there. I always say credit cards aren't the problem. They're just a payment method. So as long as you're paying it off, it's just a payment method like paying cash or a debit card. It's just... Are you um, paying it off every yeah. month? And it's right. very easy to overspend. With Actually, when you swipe a debit or a credit card, literally the thought processing center of your brain, the 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 front uh, front part of your brain that's processing that it happened numbs mm. and you actually feel good. So you don't even like it's you're literally mindlessly swiping. So mm-hmm. um, it, you can get very out of control on yeah. debit and credit because you're literally your brain's not taking into account. So um, that's why for some clients um, we're suggesting cash diets because cash makes you more mindful and mm-hmm. like how um, you actually have to count it. It's leaving. But we love it. I mean, so we ha- so our clients who are. Um, are financially fit and um, responsible with their credit. We use um, credit card rewards points. We yep. call it credit card hacking to help them travel. Mm-hmm. Um, travel is the number one goal of all of our clients at the gym. It's it, that's their number one thing they want to work for. So it's expensive, and um, and so we're using them. You know, helping them strategize on how to sign up for rewards um, points because the best way you can get maximize a rewards card is in the startup. Period. So we have clients say, I have a Chase Sapphire like Reserve. The, like or, the new card bonus sort of thing? Right. So yeah. they'll say, oh, I have a, 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 a points card. But you're probably, on, once you get past that mm-hmm. first period of time, you're just getting one you know, one, one point yeah. for every dollar. Maybe it's two times or whatever. But when you sign up for a new card, let's just say it's a Chase Sapphire Reserve, you um, if you spend $4,000 in three months, you will get... 50 or 80,000 points. Yep. So it it's it's significantly more than what you get over a period of time. So we'll have clients literally they'll do that, they'll use the card, it's called churning it, they'll do it for 3 months, then open a new card, mm-hmm. do that for 3 months, then open it. We have some clients who have 80 cards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and you can absolutely take advantage and of them that way. Great credit scores too. Yeah. That's credit scores incredible. over 800. Yeah, it's a lot to manage. Yeah, you know, they've got spreadsheets, you you've got to be on it. It is a workout. It is uh-huh. a serious yes, workout. Yes. But um, you can leverage a lot yes, out of that. It is. It's so funny because, mm-hmm. like, my my mom um, came from the school of thought where credit was not okay. So right. she still to this day has never had a credit card. She has n- really no credit score other than I, I mean, I'm sure she has a credit score, but it's only based on her mortgage. Right. She has no like repeated payments outside of that. So recently, when she went to go get a car, yeah. I, I kind of had to like step in and help her Co-sign, because yeah, yeah. She, she it's had, called a thin credit file. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see that a lot with millennials because they're coming out of college with a lot of student loan debt. The average student loan debt right now, I think 65% of the population is graduating with it and the average amount is $32,000. So they're coming out with all this debt. So they're like, I don't want to sign up for a credit card. But, um, the problem is they're not doing that, and then the student loan doesn't really count for toward their credit. So then when they go to um, apply, get a car or if they want to buy a house and they need a credit score for it, um, they, they it's then they have to start from scratch, almost building it up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's really retraining people's mind around credit because so many yeah. people think that it could be a negative thing, but there's a lot of positives that come from that. It can totally be a negative thing if you're if you're not paying off sure, the bill every sure. month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Moral of the story yeah. is you know debt isn't. 
isn't the goal. But. My, right. my own principle around credit cards, I could talk about credit cards for a whole day probably because yeah. I, I put in the time to learn a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, my own personal principle is is I try to never, ever pay any interest on a credit card. Yeah. Would you, you would you agree with should that? Should not, yeah. Okay. I mean, so um, that's what, so what we're doing with two at the gyms, like clients who are coming in, we're trying to figure out what the credit situation is. So if you've got credit cards at twenty four point nine percent, there's zero percent balance transfer cards yeah, that um, you know will help them through. So, but those some, sometimes only have a certain ba- like balance level. Yep. Uh, so if they have more than that, then we'll look at a personal loan. Which if they're paying twenty four point nine nine percent on a credit card, the personal loan might might be like 10%. Right. So, and it's actually going to go toward paying off the the debt versus a lot of times people get into a situation where I um, I met with a woman a few years ago. She came in to the gym. We joke that our workout equipment's wine and Kleenex. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what we go through a lot of at the gym. And so she came in. She was like, I don't have, I have my wine. She pulls out a bottle of wine from oh her bag. God. She's like, but I don't have my Kleenex. And I was like, all right, here's Kleenex. We literally have Kleenex in every room. It's like, here's some Kleenex. And I was like, keep your wine for later. We have plenty of wine. Let me get you a glass. You'll be fine. So she starts hysterically crying and she's like, I don't want to look at my credit score. I'm so scared. I don't want to look. And I was like, okay, we don't have to look. She's like, don't want to look. I was like, we don't have to look. Let's just like start going through the other stuff. So then she's telling me all this and um, I'm like, I'm going to have to look at your credit score because she had at that point $80,000 of credit card debt. Yikes. And her minimum payments were $3,000 a month because they were on Amex cards. Those wow. were super high interest rates. And um, she and her cards were all maxed out, so she went to look. But she had been paying them, and I was like, I think you're – I don't know whether to tell you to file for bankruptcy, which is an option, or – just to refinance on a um, with a personal loan to deal with this. So I have to look at your credit score because if you have a good credit, then the personal loan, then we'll figure it out. If not, if you've already messed up your credit, then bankruptcy is not going to mess it up anymore. So um, she was like, okay, you know, like I had to log in for her like and do her thing. I'm like, what's look your away. social security? I, she literally <laughs> did not want to look. And then I was like, it was a 730. Oh and my she, gosh. Yeah, which is great for people who don't know. And she, she pauses, she takes this deep breath. She's like... <sighs> so dramatic. And she's like, that's the first time I breathed in like a year. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And I was like, well, you're going to keep, it's going to be fine. Like you're going to be okay. You are a savior. I'm so <laughs> glad we ran into you. I'm not, I'm, I'm serious because yeah. I just feel like you should kind of put like a, a, a nice cozy blanket around this really touchy, sensitive topic that yeah. every single person deals with or doesn't, and and you kind of become like their bestie, and I, I yeah. love that. We call our trainers BFFs, your best financial friend. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> yes. so that's literally awesome. what, what they're called, their financial besties. Yeah. Oh well, I'm really glad that we got to chat because going into the new year, I think it's really important for people to reevaluate. We were talking about this in, in the way over here is like individually we feel like we're skinny to fit, mm-hmm. but together we want to be as fit as possible. And I think like it's just the time to like start to really think harder. You know, yeah. everyone has these goals for the new year and they think more along their their bodies and maybe like some superficial things and work goals. But like what you have right now, you can really maximize. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people are doing that. So they need to follow you yeah. and hit up a gym. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell everyone where, where they can. Yeah. Where they can <laughs> find you. <laughs> yeah. They can find us at financialgym.com. And um, you can say if you want to find out more, we have uh, free workout warm-up calls we call them and um, and it's it's literally just to find out more about the gym our warm-up call team are
our, our clients actually. Um, that's how they side hustle and make oh, extra money cool. um, to pay off their debts or like do their thing. So you're going to talk to somebody who's already had the experience, let, tell them a little about your experience, and then they're going to match you with your financial trainer who, um, based on you, if you want to, if you want to move forward, um, they are literally not incented for you to sign up. Sure. We want it to be really a positive experience. And then, um, yeah, and then you can get financially naked with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Will you come back? By t- I, we would love to, I would love to have you back. Like, first of all, I want to stop by a gym as soon as it's yeah, open. There's one opening one in LA. Not far from here. Which this, is great. Yes. But I think it would be great to have like a little like annual check in with you <laughs> <laughs> just for the sake of, you know, if you're open to it, we would love Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. So many more things to yeah. follow. We didn't even get into all I know. Because no, no. we so had a list things. of questions and I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to come back. Yes. Yeah, so we'll many leave things. them wanting more. But for now, they know everyone who's listening can check you out, follow yeah. you, and hit up a gym, talk to their bestie, and get on the right track for now. Yeah. The two words we hear all the time at the gym are fear and shame. And so um, I just, for me, you talk about putting a warm blanket, Danielle, is that money is part of our DNA. Whether you feel connected with it or not, we need it to survive, to thrive, to have power in our lives. So to think about fear and shame being running through our DNA makes my whole team very impassioned about our mission. So to help people drop the fear and shame they have around money, and we want them to lose the fear and shame and become empowered by their money and get excited about what they can do with their finances. Oh, I'm excited. I love that. And, and they should be, right? Because at the end of the day, even though people don't even like to, to touch the subject of money, money is important whether you like it or not because it, it propels you throughout your life. Yeah, it's power. Yeah. Well, let's make everyone powerful. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the <laughs> Thank show. Thank you. Awesome. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from the Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Boxer wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah. And we're wishing you a happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Sheena Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Ladies Like Like Us. Us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Shaq, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. Yeah. All day, every day. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays from, from adulting, adulting like a mother, mother father. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving! And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and every that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line all right guys we're back here's adulting like a mother father wow that was so 
good. So good. But I need She's more. She's awesome. I really need more. Well, I'm going to go. I mean, they're going to go to financial fitness gym. <laughs> I'm signing myself <laughs> up for a membership. Or Which, by the way, this is so cool. Our producer, Anna, if you're listening, said this is such a great gift for Christmas. She's going to ask her parents to buy her this membership. Because imagine if you can literally set someone up for their future. Like, this is this is a great gift, and I think I'm going to gift it to myself. Um, and we're going to gift something to you. You. We have a giveaway. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Shannon, for giving us this awesome bag. It says, money is my spirit animal. It's super cute. It's like a little tote. And inside, there's this cool calendar that's dry erase, so you can use it over and over again. And there's a water bottle to save bottles and help the environment and also her book which is the key uh train your way to financial fitness so if you guys want to win this and you definitely do and and the book is a really easy read i think i did it in two days yeah you did and you loved the the little test at the beginning i did you weren't sure about your results yeah there's this really cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still not sure about that but there's this really cool little quiz in there um ultimately it'll point you to one of three categories that she thinks every financial position fits into Mm -hmm. fat skinny or fit um, and for each of those categories, she sort of sets you on the, the right path to becoming more financially fit. And for even those people that think that they're really savvy with their money now and they make plenty of it and they know what to do with it, you can always work and improve on what you're doing as well. So this book is for everybody. Yeah. So um, in order to enter this giveaway, you have to follow Shannon McClay. Um, I think her handle is The Financial Gym. Uh, don't quote me. I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> but I think it's the financial gym. Follow her. Obviously, follow Andrew and I. And um, tag adulting like AMF. And also tag a friend that may be able to use this in their life. I mean, this is like the gift that keeps giving. I know that's such like a cheesy Hallmark saying, but it really is. Imagine if you can just help someone get their finances on track and just take that stress off them. So Merry Christmas, everyone. If you celebrate, um, what else? What else? Before we, we leave them on this beautiful holiday. That's it. No, no. This, look, I love talking about money. I know. I could do it forever. We definitely need to have her back because there's so many things that we didn't touch on that I think the listeners would love to hear about. Yeah. Let us know, though, if you guys have personal money hurdles and maybe you just send us an email and make it anonymous or drop into our DMs and make it anonymous and we'll ask Shannon next time she's on the show. But um, in the meantime, let's wipe our minds of this stress and go eat an amazing Christmas dinner. Let's do it. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One. It's Sierra, new ambassador for WW. Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at WW.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.